sympathy. You know, Jennifer. Yes. I don't know if you heard this, but uh, I just killed a man. Wow. Yeah. I put a gun against his head. I pulled the trigger, and now he's dead, which would be odd otherwise. Let's wow. be honest. It could be one of those <laughs> freaky bullets that goes right through the, yeah. you know, the the folds in the brain and uh, that bullet, happens. but that does happen. People, life, life had just begun. And then I went ahead and threw it all away. Yeah, you did. Okay. <laughs> um, big goofball. Big, see, even if you shot, even if you held a blank against someone's head, it would kill them. That's what happened to Brandon Lee in The Crow. I thought there was a malfunction with the blank. There it might have been it that as well. ejected a shell. Oh, and that was what got him? Yeah. Welcome to the Gleeful Podcast, Yay! where we discuss incredibly uplifting topics. Death and mayhem. This is what happens when we go away. This is the longest break the Gleeful Podcast has ever taken. Glee holi- or pod holiday. I thought we discussed this is what we call this. It was a pod so- holiday. It was not a pod fade. Because we pod not, we're not we're not pod fading. I know I know it crossed your minds. Don't act like it didn't. <laughs> but but it was a, it was just a, simply a pod holiday. I definitely pod- Holiday. I definitely had pod fade in my head more than once because I would rather just say no more show than pod fade. But uh, in this case, we took we did come back. We don't have a Glee episode to talk about tonight, but we have. So that means so we did. We we're just so we're not pod holidaying at all. We're still covering the middle. Yes, (laughs) exactly. We just took a couple weeks off. There's so many old episodes for people to listen to, though. We're, like, pushing 100 episodes at this point. So go check out some of the oldies but goodies. Oh, wow. There's so many old really episodes. really up to that many? There. Well, we're getting there. I think we're in the 70s. Oh. I'd have to look again. But, I, thought, uh, I thought in the 80s, but maybe I made that up. We probably are. Uh, we opened up there with Jonathan Groff. 91. 91. Really? Well, there you go. We are pushing well, 100. Uh, but, okay, so I have, I have, I have a question specifically about the Justin Jen Christmas Spectacular. Is that is that canon Gleeful podcast? Because it doesn't have episode 92 tag on it. So I w- is, is that not canon? I usually give that a number. Give that an episode number just because it's easier for me to remember what the URL is. But oh, it is but- technically not Gleeful podcast canon. Oh yeah. So- it wouldn't, because originally that was under... Um- I don't review. Under review, yeah, the idle review. Yeah, it was our idle review show, um, which is no longer online. Um, I know, <laughs> but uh, I but we did do day. the idle review for a long time. Ed, are you? Do are any of your other podcasts going? Or are you exclusively Gleeful po- I've podcast? I've been exclusively now? Gleeful for a while. Oh, like for like over a year, anyways. Unfortunately, I, I I keep saying I'm gonna do other things, but then I actually want to do other other things. So oh, totally. I, Podcasting falls to the wayside. Podcasting so. is like so much more time consuming than you think it will be when you start. You're like, hey, <laughs> we're just going to talk on these microphones for an hour a night once a week. But it is it is wildly pod, um, time, time consuming. consuming. There's two other people that have been trying to get me to do podcasts. Mm. And I'm just kind of like, someday, like, eh, <laughs> next week, next week. Yeah. <laughs> when I quit my day job, when I sell my first five scripts, 
and oh. I have some time on my hands. That's exactly what I'm going to do. That's the first thing I'm going to do after I sell okay. five scripts is start a podcast um, after I buy the house and a whole bunch of other and, and call um, everyone I went to high school on the phone well, this, and say, this, suck this it. Fir- this first thing that you just said <laughs> is turning into like farther and farther from the first thing you right? actually do <laughs> for, for the record. Well, we all know the first thing he's going to do is buy an iPad. No, what? that's okay. one screenplay. Okay. Okay. That's I, I, I have an iPad, tomorrow. and well, I don't have one. My roommate does beat up, and, we, and she's like, "You could use it because I don't use it." And then I and like she get, she pretty much like gave it to me, and I'm like, "I don't use it either." It's like it's like the thing that you think would change your life, but doesn't at all. Well, I don't want to it know. to change my life. I just want it to make me cooler. Yeah, but you like <laughs> you watch commercials. Put like, a lot oh, of pressure on that device. Cool. This what? technology is going to change my life. And then you get it for five minutes and you're like, not really. Yeah, it's kind of like a, it's like a bigger iPhone. See, not here's really. my, my firm belief, though, is no technology can change your life for the better. It can Unless, only like take the place of other stuff. What about like advances in medical procedures? Come on. Flying car. A flying car would totally change my life for the better. You are right, Ed. Advances in technology medical medic i'm thinking of like bs well, technology like you, you don't need, you need an technology <laughs> so if you're gonna, if you're gonna be throwing that down you're going down <laughs> so. uh so typo in the chat room just said um that we should do something special for episode 100 which will be coming up eventually so listeners um if you have ideas for episode 100 I think we should just not even do episode 100. I think we should just have the listeners do episode 100. Oh, just just, just just string together, you know, a few dozen voicemails? Hey, I'll just just do 100 voicemails. That would be great. Um, well, we this is the Gleeful Podcast, and so we should talk a little bit about Glee. Of course, the number one story in the Gleeverse, Jennifer. Uh, Three guesses in the first two don't count. Darren Chris on Broadway. Darren Chris on Broadway, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Darren Chris began his run as J. Pierpont Finch in Broadway's How to Succeed in Business Without Really Trying. Um, he, of course, succeeded uh, the the Harry Potter kid, Dan Radcliffe, and uh, who, in many years ago, the part was kind of like rebrought into New Times by Matthew Broderick. I have the soundtrack that Matthew Broderick did, and I have the soundtrack that Daniel Radcliffe did. And the Matthew Broderick soundtrack is a thousand times superior. It's really an amazing performance. He's amazing. But, uh, but I've heard that this show's a little, little fancier, a little mm-hmm. dressed up. Uh, we, have some re- we have the review here. I got the, we have some reviews from listeners who saw it. But first, the professional, shall we say. Um, he started on January 3rd, taking over from Daniel Radcliffe. This is from Billboard.com. Uh, Chris's shining moment was I Believe in You, where Finch sings a pep talk into his washroom mirror as he makes his climb to the top. The staging puts Chris on a platform at the front of the orchestra close to the audience. Although he's singing to himself, he manages to connect to the crowd and seems to tell them he believes in them too. The other true test of his success in the role was how he'd fare with Brotherhood of Men, a number that pulls together all the key aspects of Finch, voice, charms, and moves. You know, something to remember about when they do Glee is that he's not actually singing and dancing at the same time. Oh, yeah. Uh, He is singing. None of them are. (laughs) He's singing, you know, he's pretty much dropping phrase for phrase or phrase by phrase in a studio and then, of course, lip syncing with the moves. Well, Glee's like the ultimate music video or something. Exactly. (laughs) 
Um, and there's actually been the main criticisms I've heard of Darren were that his ability to do both has been a little strained in the show. Um, and there's even a video on the internet which no one should watch because it was captured by a camera phone in the audience. And I didn't watch it, but the criticism of this video is that people are saying he had a little struggle doing that. That's really unfair. Uh, yeah, no, no one should. That's a horrible thing. And it's recorded on on a camera phone, which has no audio, no real audio capability. Oh, it's it's horrible. There's, it's, well, I mean, there's like, no way it can I sound saw, good. When the, when the Warblers album came out and he was doing, like, promo for that, to be 100% honest, he wasn't... Like I know he has a good voice, and I he just it wasn't the strongest voice. But that doesn't mean that it can't be good or that it isn't good. It just sometimes it isn't. Um, yeah, it's it's you know you can't be good a hundred percent of the time. Uh, so the but the the summation of the Billboard article they also said he was a little too quiet, more from like a pop sensibility than a Broadway sensibility, where you really need to belt it. Mm. But their summation, as many summations have been, is that in the end his enthusiasm and his charm is really carrying him through the show. No doubt, and uh, no doubt, you know that's certainly something that we know about him. We have some listeners who would like to weigh in on their opinions. Let's go ahead and take a listen to you, of course. If you followed her, if you followed Typo on Twitter, the trip to New York was like, I felt like I was in New York. Um, I also felt like I had every meal with Typo. Uh, (laughs) She tweeted a photo of every single thing she ate in New York. But here's Typo weighing in on her experiences uh, watching Darren Crows on Broadway. Hey y'all, it's Echo here to ramble about my recent visit to NYC to see Darren Chris's opening night on Broadway and how to succeed in business without really trying. I saw Daniel Radcliffe in the spring and was looking forward to contrasting their performances. Quite rightfully, they played the role slightly differently. Daniel was much more of an aw shucks man kind of innocence compared with Darren's playful deviousness. Uh, Darren was definitely suffering from opening night jitters when I saw him. The, his opening song was breathy. His voice was frightfully thin. It was not an auspicious beginning to the evening. It was clear, however, that someone smacked him upside the head during intermission and told him <laughs> he was doing fine. It's not like anyone in that crowd was going to think anything negative, no matter what he did. Um, his first song back after the break, he was much, much improved. Here's the kicker, however. Darren is not Broadway trained, and it showed. Even when he got his vocals under control, it was clear whenever he sang with his more experienced co-stars that he simply couldn't keep up vocally. That said, and to give him the benefit of the doubt, it was opening night, and he was clearly nervous. I would actually be keen to see him perform again before the show ends so that I can see how he improves, and he will improve. I have no doubt on that. His dancing, it should be noted, was impressively light, and he really seemed to be having so much fun on stage. Uh, some fan notes. The theater was filled with Gleeks and star kids alike, and there was only one idiot screamer who <laughs> gave Darren a shout-out after old Ivy. She was allegedly removed from the theater. Wow. Three items were thrown up on stage during curtain call. None of them appeared to be underwear, although one did look suspiciously like an ascot. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm pausing right there. That was well. mean. That was mean to me. Uh, so, <laughs> I think she had tweeted that, and my response was, "Well, if there were three items for Darren Chris, then it would have to be some uh, high-rising pants, um, a stuffed Mickey Mouse, and a bow tie." 
without question, right? Absolutely. Now, before all the cleaners, blainers, and Darren fanatics get on me for hating, I really enjoyed it. But his performance was far from flawless, and he has room to improve, and that's to be expected. The key to the whole show, however, is the fact that Darren Chris was having so much fun up on stage, and everyone in the Hirschfeld could, Hirschfeld could tell. I mean, he just he seemed happy um, the entire time he was on there. So good on you, Dan. I look forward to seeing you in another perhaps better suited to your talents kind of show. Thanks a lot and have a great day. That's an interesting point. Uh, yeah. To the chat room and to the room, I wonder what would be better suited Darren Chris show. Um, like the Disney shows tend to be much poppier where How to Succeed in Business is definitely that classic Broadway style. Maybe something that requires less singing and dancing simultaneously. Uh, well, I'm thinking like musically even. Right. You know, um, but yeah, his ability, Sorry. like if he were to do, if he were to do like the Wedding Singer musical, mm-hmm. I think he'd be perfect, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, though the music in that I've heard it, I haven't actually heard the music in that, but I've heard it's a little weak. Yeah, I mean, if it was something where he could essentially play himself, you know, singer-songwriter with guitar, I think that would probably be. Oh, my gosh. What if he did? No, he couldn't do it. Uh, the the Once musical, oh. that would just be strange. Um the, he, he's a little too uh, confident for that role. A little too happy. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Needs exactly. something a little bit more melancholy. That, that <laughs> role's that pretty role. sad. Um, yeah, absolutely. But, well, now that you said that, I'm thinking of like shows where the lead singer or where the lead character is a singer songwriter, like uh, Bright Lights, Big City mm-hmm. does that. Um, uh, Ghost, he's a singer songwriter in the Ghost musical. Uh, which would be an interesting role for Darren, actually, now I think yeah. about it. Uh, so here's someone who saw Darren and Dan as well. Here is uh, another Hi listener, Hi, guys. Lauren. This is listener Lauren in New Hampshire, and I'm one of the lucky few people who has seen both uh, Dan Radcliffe and Darren Chris in How to Succeed on Broadway. So I thought I'd call and give you kind of thoughts on that. Um, so I saw them close together. Um, I saw Dan in November and Darren this past weekend, so I was able to really compare. Um, in some ways, the role of Finch... Um, actually, always, the role of Finch is a role as somebody who makes calculated, calculated business decisions and uses boundless charm and energy and a few lucky breaks to rise to the top of his profession very quickly, which in a lot of ways is the story of Darren Chris's life. So in that regard, it's perfect for him. And he completely encapsulated those elements of it, the charm and the magnetism that this character is supposed to have. Um, and his voice was great, and he had a lot of fun, but I felt the whole time like Darren was playing Darren, which is fantastic, and he's very good at it, but I felt like when I saw Dan Radcliffe in the role, he really kind of embodied the time period in both the Fosse dance style and the characterizations, the way he spoke, the way he carried himself. Um, so I felt like they were very different shows. Um, to be fair, Dan had nine months in the role before I saw him to really perfect all of those things, whereas Darren had only had a couple weeks. But I was very happy to have seen them both, um, and I just felt like Dan played Finch and Darren played Darren. Uh, those are my thoughts, and I hope you enjoyed them. That's true. Yeah, We've seen Darren a couple times now, and he... He is Darren. Like, he is yeah. Blaine. There yeah. is no difference between those yeah. two people except for sexual orientation. And Blaine, even that's debatable. Blaine is Darren and Darren is Blaine. Yeah, I mean, pretty much. Absolutely. It's like the second he... I heard there's a scene where he jumps on a couch. 
and the audience goes crazy because it's a total Blaine move, right? Where he would jump mm-hmm. on a couch and, and dance, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then one more uh, listener who was lucky enough to see the show. Hi, this is Sabrina from Florida. Um, I just want to call in to talk to you guys about, um, I actually was lucky enough to go see Darren Chris in How to Succeed in Business Without Really Trying on the 3rd. And it was phenomenal. It was a great show. Um, there was a lot of fans there. It was really kind of packed out and crazy, but he was so good. He, he's a really good dancer. His dancing was incredible. Um, I was too busy fangirling out the whole time, but apparently he stuttered a couple times. I didn't really <laughs> notice. Um, I just thought he sang really well. He was perfect for the role, and I just was really proud of him. And I was kind of disappointed, though. One of the fans was in the audience and yelled out, like, during the performance, was like, uh, we love you, Darren. And I'm just like, really? Like, that's so... That just that made me very upset. But other than that, it was a great show. And I love your podcast. And I'll talk to you guys about it later. Bye. <laughs> I think you guys are at the same show, actually. Yeah. Or, I mean, I, I guess the, the, the possibility... Or likelihood of that happening in every show he does is probably pretty high. Yeah. But that was my first thought, too. I'm like, oh, they were at the same show. That would, that would be pretty funny. Uh, we've always <laughs> wanted to have, like, a gleeful podcast meetup. But I think everybody's kind of spread out all over the world. No. Uh, so that would be a little harder to do. Um, now, the next person taking over the show after Darren is Joe Jonas. I don't know anything about Joe Jonas He's the pretty one, right? Um, Ed, any help here? <laughs> I don't know which one Joe is. Like, I mean, I believe Joe Jonas is the youngest one. If I'm he's, correct, I, I know he's the youngest one, but I'm not. Well, sure then, which well, one then that's all the... you need to know. Well, I don't. Like, I don't. I mean, there's one that clearly looks older, and then there's like one that yeah. looks closer to him. But I don't know if he's the youngest or the middle. He's and then the one who can't grow a beard. There's one that just doesn't really look like either. He's got the straighter hair, and he's more pretty rather than cute. That uh, that one that's the that's the that's the middle one you're describing. Okay. The curly hair. Does he have a name? Um, I think I know the oldest one's Kevin. I know the then youngest one's Nick. Joe. Nick I want to say Nick. Nick yes. is the little one. I don't know. Okay. I just I'm anyway. just saying name. I'm just cool. saying words. It, it's, it's Joe. Sorry. You know, there's actually a fourth Jonas brother that Jonas brother that doesn't want to be a part of the band. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, uh, you know, what is he busy? What? <laughs> I, he just doesn't want to be a part of it. It's, it's not his thing. He's being taken hilarious. care of by his other brothers. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's like the other Olsen who came out, you know, the non-Olsen twin. And now she's going to be nominated for like all these awards for her first mo- big movie. Yeah, that's kind of wild that she had not worked. Ashley. A- yeah. No, not Ashley. No. Um, um, Mary? No. Mary Something. Kate Ashley? I don't know what you're saying. No, there's another the Kate, youngest Olsen, Kate, no, Olsen Caitlin, sister. Caitlin, I can't oh. remember. Yeah. But she um she just this year has done like three movies. Like she hasn't worked her entire life, and then this year she did three movies. Yeah. Or but, has three movies coming out. But I heard that, you know, Martha Marcy Mary May was Marlene incredible. Something. <laughs> yeah, something. There's no Marlene. There's a Marlene in there. Marcy so. May, Marlene, Marlene, something like that. I've heard it's oh, amazing. Elizabeth, Elizabeth, is that Elizabeth? Is that, oh, that's Olsen. right. Olsen, that's the, right. Oh my gosh, does? Oh my god, twenty eleven. She had like th- seven movies. What the yeah. hell? Yeah. Her new one or her horror movie called Silent House is, um, it's like a, a serial killer haunted house movie, and it's all in one eighty eight minute shot. Wow, Which sounds awesome. Want to watch the crap out of that? 
<laughs> you know, I always, I always love the Olsen twins, and and they haven't done anything good lately. Maybe it's time to move on to the next. <laughs> on to the next Olsen. The, the Give next me a Olsen. new Olsen. They, they kind of creep me out a little. Uh, so the Glee spinoff is officially dead. I didn't know this was news, but apparently... It's news. Um, this was at the TCAs, the uh, Television Critics Associations, where Kevin Riley, Fox Entertainment uh, president, I think he is, but he said there will not be a Glee spinoff, uh, which means that the graduating uh, foursome or gra- graduating tw- trio of Leah Michelle, Chris Colfer, and Corey Monteith, who were rumored for the spinoff, um, will not be going to the spinoff. They're actually all coming back. They've all announced that they are coming back for season well, four, even the, though they d- won't be Didn't Lee Michelle be like, Ryan Murphy has revolutionary ideas for yes. now? I'm like, okay, okay Leah. She did. Oh. She she went as far to say, I'm coming back because he's going to like change television in how he's uh, how he's going to be handling Doing Doing a summer season. season, even though I think that might be not what they're doing. But if that's what they're doing, that isn't really like revolutionary. No, <laughs> not since we've had basic cable and in TV shows like The Closer run through the summer and, you know. Other other shows run through the summer. Yeah, it, it'll be interesting. I mean, it'll it'll make for interesting television. It could make for a very schizophrenic show where we have you know half of the episode is in the high school and half of the episode is you know in the following these graduated characters. God forbid they leave them in high school or they all. What all? What always ticks me they, off? Oh, is they, when all they all fail. They all. They all. They all pull some prank yes. at the end yeah. of the year, <laughs> and they have to retake senior year over. You know, exactly. Finn's gonna get held back for grades or something. <laughs> <laughs> That's that one writes itself. It, well, the the problem is like the the des- You know, to keep Rachel Berry in Lima, Ohio, after graduation is officially like against everything that is that character and so it would almost feel like a betrayal as a as a fan of this show as somebody who has followed rachel berry since she was a junior though everyone or a sophomore though everyone thought she was a junior um to see her not leave lima ohio i would feel betrayed as a lover of this show to watch that happen Um, what if what if they open up the best performing arts school ever in Lima, Ohio. <laughs> the following year, like, oh my god, it's this is like Inyana times three. That'd be hilarious. Uh, well, so Riley went on to say that the characters. Um, oh, and they call it then April Roads can start it and could be called a roadway. Nice. Wow. Love it. <laughs> genius uh riley went on to say that the characters will graduate and that has led to an quote interesting idea that i think is going to give us something cool to dig into for the next season uh but yes they will all be coming back um and asked if it's possible to have a show within a show riley told reporters that he's quote alluding to some version of that so there you go. And the spring. Well, I guess this ultimately comes back to the question that I've asked several times. Is the Glee, is Glee the kids or is the high school? Now, yes. I think at one point it might have been the high school, but I think it might have shifted to the kids. Because they're like, because I don't know. Because I think that's what's happening. No, I think you're might- absolutely right. Yeah, we did see more of them out of class this year. You know, and out of school this year than we have before. We see progressively more of that. 
Yeah, I mean, I think I honestly believe it was envisioned as, as you say, Ed, I think it was envisioned as kids will graduate, new kids will come in, and it will always be about the McKinley High Glee Club. It's gonna but, be, it's like, it's like American Menuda or something. Menuda. Menudo. Menudo. <laughs> Menudo. <laughs> well, I think, I think it would be more like skins or something where, you know, they just kind of, new people come in. But it, it's going to become Run, One Tree Hill. Not like Degrassi? Uh or Degrassi. Degrassi is another great example where like people graduate and they leave and other kids come in and but it's about See, the, high the, the risk yeah. that you have with introducing new characters is that you like you don't know if they're gonna like them. At least with these characters, we presumably like them. Yes. I, I so so at least you're you're retaining that. So I don't know. I don't, but you can't you can't like just keep, you can't just keep adding as well because then it would be ridiculous. The the like the final cast list in the 30th season is going to be like a hundred people <laughs> long. <laughs> so you can't do that either. So they they need to make a decision. Yeah, or, be a Glee project or backup. Maybe, or knowing Ryan Murphy, he won't make a decision, and things will just fall into place in just enough of a way that it works out for him. <laughs> well, I mean, Ryan's doing an interesting thing with uh, with American Horror Story, where he says season two of American Horror Story is going to be a new city, new house, all new characters. Um, Let's say pass. But no, or- totally different everything. Really? Well, no, I, I heard, the possibility I heard that- of certain characters reprising their roles for like I, well, an episode. I, th- I thought, from what I understood, that there was going to be the same cast, but they were going to play different like the people who are the primary characters are going to become secondary characters and, and they're going to be in new roles. Oh, interesting. I didn't read that at all. I had heard new cast. Because he said he said that the two main people, the husband and wife, they, mm-hmm. they're going to return, but they're going to be they're going to be like secondary characters and where Siler, I don't know his real name, he's going to be more of a main character in this next season. Interesting. Well, I mean, so it, it does show that like he has that, there's that bit in him. You know, there's, there's that, that, uh, he he has that ability in him to like throw caution to the wind and see what happens but the stakes are a lot lower on american horror story <laughs> than they are on glee yeah glee is a, a bit but, but, more I mean, of a but juggernaut. If, if he if he continues on the trajectory it's going on it's going to get canceled so anything to mix it up is go- is 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 worth taking in my opinion cuz the the way it's going it's just it's going to end in 2 years yeah. and yeah that's that's all there is to it. I mean, he hasn't been exactly successful moving a, a show to a, a new location. I mean, it didn't exactly like increase ratings for uh, Nip Tuck when he when he moved them out of Miami to L.A. No, I mean, I think Nip Tuck was kind of grasping his straws at that point. Exactly. Anyway. So yeah, yeah, that's interesting. That, that's an interesting comparison because Nip Tuck was. Um, but Nip Tuck was always about those two guys. It was always about those two guys, but it was also men. about the 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 lifestyle and the environment in Miami. Mm-hmm. And it's like if you take if you if you, when you take Rachel Finn and uh, Kurt out of Lima, Ohio, they're gonna yeah. be different people. I mean, yeah. it's gonna it's it's. It's going to be interesting to see what they do. I mean, I, I'm I'm very hopeful. I'm reservedly optimistic. <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, my question to you guys, like, and to the listeners in the chat room, my question is, what is the show to you? Like, is to you, is the show Finn, Kurt, and Rachel, or is it the Glee Club? Is it, you know, do, is Glee... 
those three is Glee those three people? Well, or is Quinn in part of that graduating class as well? Well, yeah. There's also a bunch of characters that aren't getting mentioned in this conversation, and yeah. not in just our conversation, but this whole kind of global conversation. But the hallmarks are those three. They are the three kind of central torchbearers mm-hmm. of the show. I don't know, Jennifer. What do you think? I mean, to me, it's those characters in the with the you know overarching restraints or constraints being within the glee club mm-hmm. like to me it's kind of both i mean if we just have you know spin-offs like you know the the college years or something like that <laughs> i don't think it's gonna it, it's not i don't think it's gonna be the same thing i mean i think to me it would make more sense to have different people rotate through the actual glee club and keep that keep that as the central point and just, you know, have students come in, have students graduate, and, you know, have an overlapping flow of students. I don't think it's just about those people, because obviously they've brought in other characters who people have been more than happy to take on. Yeah. I mean, you know, Blaine. <laughs> and, yeah. and, and, you know, even like, you know, just the other time spent um, the Warblers and um, Vocal Adrenaline. Vocal Adrenaline? What were they? Uh, vocal adrenaline? Is it vocal adrenaline? Yeah, vocal adrenaline. Oh, sorry, it's been so long. (laughs) I had to say that name. So I think, to me, it's about the club. Hmm. Yeah, I I have to agree with you. I honestly feel I'd rather watch a show with new members of the Glee Club than with Finn, Rachel, and Kurt in New York. I'd rather watch... I, I mean, to me, let's be honest... The show is Will Schuster. And no, I'm joking. I was like, what? <laughs> uh, Will Schuster is the show. There'll always um, be a Rachel Berry type, too. That's the thing. It's like the kids are a dime a dozen. I'd rather see Glee about 17 year old problems put to music in a small town and the dramas of that than I'm more interested in that than I'm interested in. Rachel Berry, like specifically, you know, well, as a show. Oh, I, I just, I just want to counterpoint with, if it's the same seventeen-year-old problems over and over again, we're gonna have like the love triangles and love hexagons all over again. Yeah. The teenage pregnancies, the, the, coming outs, like it's gonna be the same thing. So I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing if we move past high school problems. Interesting. Yeah, that that is a good point. I mean, if it is in high school forever, there is that danger where you just start looping back over the same, you know, excuse me, the the same like high school tro- tropes over and over again. I that is that, always a danger. That, I think we call this a classic case of OC season three. <laughs> <laughs> it is it. I've. <laughs> is that what it is? Yeah. Well, I'm I'm rewatching the OC right now, and it's like like mm. season one and season two are so good, but season three, it's like. Yeah, this all <laughs> happened already. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, well, um, you know, Jonathan Groff, who we opened up the show with, uh, he has a new gig, Jennifer. He is uh, going to be appearing on The Good Wife. Really? Yes, he's going to be appearing on The Good Wife. He will appear in this season's 15th episode as Jimmy, a plaintiff suing a software company after his sister disappears during a peaceful protest in Syria. I've never seen an episode of The Good Wife, but right. I've heard it's fun. Oh, I've, well, I've heard it's an incredible show. I just, you know, I'm so far behind, I wouldn't even begin to start watching it. Um, so he's not going to be a regular. It's just a one I, Yeah, one according to this, it's just one episode. Huh. Um, 
And uh, anyone with a Google has now seen his junk. So that's also um, news to some. Well, I didn't know that. <laughs> well, now you can. Um, is that Google? <laughs> Go on. And uh, lastly, you know, they opened up this series with the first episode, Rachel singing On My Own from Les Mis. And while they're making a Les Mis movie currently... Taylor Swift is being offered the role of Eponine in Tom Hooper's Les Mis cinematic Supposedly, I, I heard that they were both in, they were like both finalists for the role. Like they were like Taylor Swift and Rachel Berry or Lee Michelle. Wow. Well, there's been no official announcement. Um, this website, twitchfilm.com. And I think everybody else is actually just citing this one website. So there's really no way to know. Um, if this is true or not, it is funny how like one tiny website can be like, Hey, this is happening. And then if everybody picks it up, then it just becomes fact. Um, but Twitch film was the first one to really say, uh, that they have learned other people auditioning for the role were of course, Leah Michelle, as well as Scarlett Johansson, Evan Rachel Wood and Taylor Swift. Scarlett Johansson can't sing for crap people. Why? No. Um, but All she has to do is wear tight period clothing. Yeah, well, you know, I'm sure they'll, they'll be finding corsets. You know, they'll be inventing a new type if she gets that role. But uh, according to TwitchFilm.com, they have learned that Swift has emerged as Tom Hooper's choice for the part and has received an offer from the role from producers at Universal. Uh, and she would be joining Hugh Jackman, Helena Bottom Carter, Russell Crowe, Sasha Baron Cohen, and Anne Hathaway, which is awesome because of those five names, I think two of them can sing, uh, as well as Amanda Seyfried. So still two of them can sing. But... <laughs> Wait, which uh, two? I mean, other than Hugh. Hugh and Anne Hathaway. Anne Hathaway okay. has a crazy voice. Helena Bottom Carter can't sing for crap. I've never heard her Russell sing. Russell Crowe can't sing to save his life. Mm-hmm. And Sasha Baron Cohen, he can sing in a character. So we'll give him that. If they give It'll him a will give a killer French accent. Yeah, exactly. You <laughs> be French. But it is kind of crazy because yeah. I think that to a, to a certain generation of people, I would wonder if Leah Michelle isn't almost synonymous with Les Mis. I thought it was kind of a given. Yeah, it seemed like, like I almost, no... I almost thought, you know, her popularity on Glee was part of the reason this whole thing was actually moving forward. Uh... Yeah, I, I could totally see that. I mean, I could see them mounting a movie based on the name recognition of Leah Michelle and Hugh Jackman. I could see that happening. Ed, did you see New Year's Eve? Dita really wanted to see it, but uh, I refused to go because I refused to go to Metacritic scores below 30. <laughs> Is that your oh. rule? <laughs> what, what, what was its score? 22. It's like it's like it's like it's like a thing I have. Just don't go to anything that's below a Metacritic score of 30. And I wanted to go see Darkest Hour. I was like, let's go see Darkest Hour. But then it got at 17. So I was like, I guess we're not gonna go see it. Wow. <laughs> well, it's interesting to see them popping up in all of their uh, their other Glee performances. Um, a buddy of mine actually. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if ink is on paper, but um, every time I talk to him, he says that he's got Naya Rivera for his new movie. So that would be interesting because um, I've I've read that script and that would be, shall we say, a revealing role for Naya Rivera. So, then, oh, it's uh, I'll tell you after. OK, um, I'm like, it's the guy gonna, that likes she's going to she's gonna talk about herself, like reveal skis. more about her inner wow. self. Yeah, okay. Yes, exactly. She's going to be talking about her feelings. That's exactly <laughs> what I meant. <laughs> She'll be exposing her 
vulnerable side. Your assets. Thank you, Ed. Thank you. Uh, Well, that's about it for us. We've got a new episode of Glee coming up next week, but um, I don't really have that much more to talk about, Jennifer. Saturday is the big Glee-a-thon, the the best of Glee on, was it Oxygen? That's right. It's going to be running all day long, the best episodes of Glee, and then they're going to do a... um, I guess they're going to wrap up the day with um, talking with the, the, the Glee Project winners. Oh, which so is funny be because they say the Glee Project winners and is Damien and Lindsay. Oh, maybe they're just talking about the two that have actually appeared on it so far. Because I was like, no mention of Alex and no <laughs> mention of Sam Yule. So that's um, all I got. So I got an email from listener Rosie. Here's something kind of interesting. Apparently, the fandom, the interwebs, have come up with this, uh, uh, they, th- according to Rosie, this is a theory, uh, which I think <clears> it's called, uh, it sounds closer to slash fiction to me, but um, there, it's a theory that is all of the new characters on the show are actually the children of the old characters on the show traveled back in time. So according to the to the fandom on the on the interwebs, uh, the 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 theory says Rory is the son of Kurt and Blaine. Harmony is the daughter of Rachel and Quinn. Alex from the Glee Project uh, is the son of Sam and Mercedes. Huh? Wow. Sunshine okay. being the daughter of Mike and Tina. Jacob Ben Israel is the son of Will and Emma. Hmm. And uh, let's see. Oh, and there's also Sebastian being the son of Dustin Goolsby and Terry Schuster. Dustin Goolsby. Dustin the, uh, Goolsby. The, the oh, yes. Chi- the boss. Cheyenne. Cheyenne. Thank you, Cheyenne. Oh. Well, well, that one is funny. That last one's funny. <laughs> that it's, one's it's, funny, it's, right? That last, that last bit's funny. But the rest, I mean, yeah. it just, it's just... It's too much. Like, <laughs> there, there's many things that Glee isn't, but it isn't sci-fi. <laughs> like, or maybe it is. It, it could be. Why not? Why? Yeah. I think that'd be. But one, one, th- one thing I really want to give credit to, in terms of continuity, because you know I'm so used to Glee like messing up continuity like left and right, like nobody's business. The OC, <laughs> for all of its mistakes has really strong continuity for real <laughs> for real good to know like, I've never they, seen they, make, they mentioned yakuza films at least 30 times <laughs> uh supposedly this theory was started with the theory that sugar was the daughter of britney and santana i don't see how that's physically possible well you know <laughs> how it's possible so i would have thought that jesse would have been a much better future. jesse would have been a much better son of will Jesse. Oh well, Je- that. I mean, that's already yeah, been established from Britney's that, joke. Absolutely. But just from looking at them. See, this is what happens when you go like a month without an episode of Glee. Kids need to talk about something, yeah. <laughs> and I don't blame them. They got to talk about something, and if they want to talk about Glee, this is what they talk about. Uh, I think it's pretty hilarious. So anyway, um, well, that's about it for us. Um, you know, before we go, Ed. You had a song yeah. that you'd like to see performed on Glee? Oh, you're actually going to play it now? Yeah, play it. Okay. I'll what is the song? It's, I, I just discovered it, like, seriously, an hour before recording. And it's called this, The City by Patrick Wolf. So, I the listened City to by that. Patrick Wolf? It's funny. I listened to it, and it reminded me very much of, you know, 80s um, 
like Depeche Mode or uh, Roxy Music. So exactly. Yeah, it's it is pretty fun. Really? Uh, well, now I'm curious when you describe it like bad. that. Yeah. I mean, and when, is uh, he is he American or British? British. He's looking pretty British. Uh, well, here is the city by Patrick Wolf. Well, that is about it for us. While I uh, find a, what'd you say, Ed? Oh, I was iTunes reviews. We have like oh, a bazillion. Yes. So yes. I feel well, bad. I was about to queue up a song for us to. Um, for oh, us outro to go out on. on. Yeah. Uh, this one. Okay. <laughs> what do you want, Ed? Which one? I wanted. I wanted ABC again. All right, ABC. What were you gonna pick? Tell me. No, ABC is perfect, and we have a Glee or a Michael Jackson episode coming up. All right, uh, Ed, would you like to thank any iTunes reviewers? Oh, iTunes reviewers: uh, Marmar, uh, Kitty Gleek One Hundred One, Isabella Brawley, Meadford Maine. That's that's her name or his name? Julia Baldacci, K Bell Eighty Nine, Angela Cor- Coronando, Sexy Chris Colfer, Annie. <laughs> Kane, thank you so much for the review over the break, even though we didn't have an episode. So, thanks. That was, that, yeah, yes. considering we didn't even totally have an episode, that's really that. nice. Yes. Uh, and, uh, yes, and thank you for joining us. We'll be back next week with a new episode of Glee entitled Yes, No. 
to discuss. So look forward to that for the Gleeful Podcast. Oh, you can find us online at gleefulpodcast.com, on Twitter at Gleeful Podcast. I'm at Josh Brunel. She's at Jenny B. Creative. He's at Edward Giordano. And you can find us on uh, Facebook if you'd like to chat with the other listeners of the show. We're live most Wednesdays at 7 PST. So you can find us then. For the Gleeful Podcast with Josh, Jen, and Ed, I'm Josh. I'm Jen. I'm Ed. Good night, everyone. Good night. Listen to me, baby. That's all you gotta do. Oh, ABC. listening to that just like glee i have to cut off tina (laughs) i mean but you didn't like cut her off at like an like like too early you let her her a decent amount out